This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each episode, we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse, depicted in a movie, and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. On this episode, we're on to the letter Y. And for Y, you asked for it. What What do you mean? You asked for it. Oh. That's the category you asked for it, and you're saying, what does that mean? We're going to punish you uh, more I I than ex- we... I was expecting a punch in the face when you said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, head or gut. Um, uh, right. But uh, not you asked for it as in, you know, why do you choose to listen to this? You asked for it, which is true every episode. But no, you asked for it, believe it or not. Some of you fans out there have submitted a few requests on movies you'd like for us to review. And based off the sheer volume... <laughs> We had people who submitted the same movie, so some people sent in a request, and shockingly, at least two of you sent in the same request. So by a winning margin of two to your other ones, this movie won. (laughs) So we've decided, a little fan interaction, and if we perhaps extend this to the alphabet next time, we will. Um, You asked for it, and perhaps we could even work other movies in, into different categories. But for you asked for it, we chose, or they chose. They chose. The yeah. fans chose. And by fans, I mean two, two literal two fans. <laughs> they live. Yes. The 1988 John Carpenter movie. We don't have many fans, but at least they're really fucking smart. Yes. Because this is an awesome movie. Uh, yes. I hadn't seen this in forever. Yeah. It had been a while for me, too. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. It hadn't been since it came out. I'd seen it since then, but it's still been a long time. I, I want to say last time I saw it was late 90s, maybe. That might be close for me. Late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. So That's what I want to say. But this is, another, this is one of the movies where it was 88? Yes, 88. Movie from the 80s. Could be campy and cheesy, but it does not disappoint. Even now... And this time, it doesn't disappoint. It's still fucking good. I was thoroughly entertained, and I was even like, this is a good fucking movie. I will say that it had, in my opinion, and I'm being serious, some of the best one-liners I've heard yes. in a long time. There's and granted, I've seen it before, today. but yeah, some, yeah. Yeah, some, of the, some of the one-liners were just like, I can't fucking, that's just, that's... <laughs> I know. I mean, it was it, uh, Mama don't like no tattletales, and and some of the other shit he would say. Uh, it was just fucking great. Chewing bubble gum is the best. I don't know what you're talking about. We haven't got there yet. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, so, you, what you, you want some bubble gum? I didn't yeah, I just I got some gum here. I'm gonna start chewing it, um, and then maybe later in the show. Uh, I had forgotten it was John Carpenter. I did. T- well, yes, I did too. Yeah, I'd forget. In back, probably the last time I saw it, John Carpenter wasn't really like a big deal um to me anyway i know he had already made plenty of very popular horror films and stuff but now that i very well know who john carpenter is when the credits roll i'm like no shit john carpenter 
Now, could you tell it was a John Carpenter movie at the beginning because of the credits, or could you tell because of the horseshit music he always puts with yes. his movies? And he he does the music too. Did you see that? Yes, I'm a, music I by John Carpenter and someone else. There was one other guy. I think he's got a band. Oh boy, I think is what it is. Well, I know it's not the Carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Son of a bitch. Half of them are dead. Oh, well, you know, he's the uh, he's the guitar player Carpenter. He's the, he's the only one left. <laughs> yeah, he, he played the tambourine in the background. Um no, yeah, so uh I, I'm Alva's movies. Uh what, what was the other one we did that was his had the shitty music? We did do another John Carpenter. And then I've seen uh, Big Trouble in Little China, shitty music. At the end it's like he actually sing it. Big trouble in little trouble. I'm like, Oh come on, dude, just fucking direct. Stay away from music, yeah, just direct. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Stephen King. You write the books. Stay away from directing. Go with your strength. Yes, yes. Please go with your strength. Which I saw. Um, <clears throat> brief shout out to uh, Stephen Hawking, who passed away. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this on the social media. As it was rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Here's a picture of Stephen King. And I I laughed so. Hard. <laughs> Were they serious? I don't know. I didn't oh, care. It was it, just funny. It was just funny to me. Whether yeah. they were serious or not, I, even if they were being a smart ass, I found it humorous. Yeah. They could have been serious. People are absolute fucking idiots out there. Somebody may have actually done that. But yeah, it was. That is a big loss. He's a genius. He was. Mm. Still is. Yeah. I really look at it. Anyway, so uh, we'll start with the synopsis of the movie. Roddy Piper. Oh, fuck yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's all you got to know right there. Roddy fucking Piper. Yep. That badass motherfucker. Right. With a Rambo opening, by the way. Yes. Did you notice? Yes. The director walking into town with a backpack. Or he just got off a train, but whatever. I don't know. Who's down by the railroad tracks, crossing the tracks. Not safe, by the way, kids. Don't try that at home. And he's walking alone. Going down the only road he's ever known. Like a drifter, he was born to walk alone. Oh. No, no, no. No? Different long-haired, blonde, long-haired guy from the 80s. That music would have been better and more oh. appropriate than the shit that Jack Carpenter Actually, put out. It would have been quite fitting. Yeah, it would have been. So, anyway. Uh, then we see uh, Roddy at the unemployment office looking for a job. He says he was up in Denver for a bunch of years and the job's dried up. Mm-hmm. Lady tells him no job. Uh, then we uh, see him walking. In the square, whatever, we see a street preacher bringing it to the people, uh, laying out the truth, kind of foreshadowing some of the things to come. Right. Uh, Then we see a uh, hobo camp. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, A, uh, it's not PC. That was totally not PC. Currently not possessing a roof or walls establishment. (laughs) I I don't want to be incorrect. Incorrect. Right. Also, there was no. He'd already left the train yard, so couldn't be hobos. Mm, hobos yeah. ride trains, right? I I guess. I, I mean, thought, I thought that hobos ride or the, the homeless train people, or oh, I don't know, or hobos, or maybe they're just homeless people. I don't know. Anyway, well, they're all hobos to me. <laughs> <laughs> so the no roof establishment. Yes, the no roof establishment. Um. We get to see the, the body watches some TV through the window of a guy who lives next to the homeless hobo. Oh, that's right. No room establishment. I guess they're foreshadowing something with the TV. I don't. I don't get what they're getting at. 
Yeah, a lot of TV stuff. Going yeah, on. TV. When he's actually before that, when he's walking, pretty sure it was before that. Unless it was him walking to the job site, he walks in front of a a storefront. You know how old storefronts used to have a bunch of TVs in the window to advertise the actual TVs they're selling. No, I'm young. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, we're too young to know that. No, yeah. I totally remember that. Um, there's a dude standing there, like mesmerized by the televisions in the <coughs> in the window, and it, it it's kind of I think another bit of foreshadowing. Roddy just walks right by. Uh, he doesn't even. He kind of like glances. I, I don't even know if he glances. He just pays no mind to the television whatsoever, and it's kind of showing how he's just not that type of person who is just glued to the boob tube all the time. He's more of a doer kind of guy and the that's i think that's one of the reasons why he's you know i don't know not so asleep hmm. what know, nothing <laughs> i will say that the this without spoiler from a 1988 movie that some of the concepts while extrapolated on we'll say a little farther um people being zombied or um Overly attached to the TV, yeah, is something that you could, especially now that we have little screens everywhere. That's actually a good point. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, now you can take TV with you wherever you go, and it's convenient. It's awesome, and yes, I use it. I'm not going to sit there and say I don't. Right, and it's even more than TV. It's 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 a thousand different types of consumption entertainment. Yes, and now they've made it where it's in your hands. So if this were true, if this apocalypse were true, let's be honest, we're not spoiling anything. Um, and there wasn't an end put to it, and they've just maintained the the veil, and you've gotten this far along. Yeah, they're just they're just further uh, promoting their brainwashing, I guess. I don't know what you exactly call it. By now, hey, let's give them one they can walk around with. Mm -hmm. Let's give them a thousand different ways to want to look at it all the time, Mm -hmm. not just TV. Fucking, they got us. Oh, yeah. With these things. They do. They got you. I'm waving my cell phone around. That's okay. I forgot it's a podcast and not TV. Nobody can see my antics. Well, the (laughs) camera we don't have set up could have caught it. Um, But nobody wants to see that. Trust me, you don't want to see that. Uh, And by that, I mean me. Um, Then we uh, we have Roddy. Uh, He goes to a construction site to get a job. It's a union site, but he has to see the shop steward, which he then he gets a job because apparently mm. it's not a union site. I guess that's the the trick. Oh, gotcha. I don't know. It keeps, I, it keeps the the whatever vagrant scab workers away, and only ones that know what they're talking about. I guess. I think the point is is that the the job manager contract whatever says it's a union site. Because he, he, it's supposed to be a union work site. Oh. But by saying that, but then when he's like, let me see your shop steward. And then he's like, fuck, he caught me. All right, you can work. Oh. I guess. I didn't know if it's some sort of fucking code, the way you job in the know. 80s. I have no idea. And then uh, we get to see Roddy shirtless. Yes, of course. Well, of course. I mean, yeah. If we have to look at Matthew fucking McConaughey shortless, then yeah, you're gonna put Roddy Piper shirtless. What did I say? Shortless, shirtless. Short, shortless, shirtless. Yeah, whichever. <laughs> you know, same difference. Yeah. I, I have to say that uh, it's kind of um, it's kind of nice to see uh, you know someone that looks so similar to me yeah, on the screen. It's just, yeah, other than the hair color and the build and the you know good looks <laughs> and other and all that stuff. It's almost like they just put you right exactly on the just right there. So people, if you're wondering, just imagine. 
shorter, fatter, older, less attractive. Yeah, yeah so basically yeah, the same. Yeah. Same. And I'm Keith David, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Older, shorter, fatter. Yeah. A lot lighter. Um, uh, well, yeah. Um, but then we get to see uh, Roddy's new best friend, Keith David, a.k.a. Max, from Marked for Death, that pile of shit Steven Seagal movie oh that he was... God. Oh, yeah, I went there. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember him being in that. That's... Yeah. And I know you hate Seagal. I don't hate him, but I don't necessarily like him either, so... I don't hate him. <clears throat> I just find it humorous that he believes that his okay here's the thing his martial art is a legitimate form of martial art and he legitimately is a master a of it master of it yeah but the problem is if we didn't cover this enough already <laughs> if you have a guy charging at you full speed with a sword or a weapon it is a really good form of self-defense i just think that when it was created very very appropriate, very deadly. But nowadays, unless you got a lot of people charging at you with swords that I don't know about, <laughs> probably not my first choice Yeah, in self-defense techniques. Yeah, pretty one-dimensional. Yes. Uh, it seems to be anyway. But I honestly, I've never studied the art of, what is, what is it called again? Aikido. Aikido. Never studied it, so I don't know. Maybe, there is a, maybe it is more dimensional than I perceive it to be but i'm sorry if you watch the gall movies he does the same three moves over and over so well i mean i watch mma i know you do too mm -hmm. i mean there's the 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 keto guy in the ufc who's putting together a pretty impressive record oh wait there's none sorry right. that's why i was tilting my head like <laughs> no there's none so that's why i think it's not right appropriate for today and <laughs> I know everybody leans so much on MMA these days as like you know as the baseline for fighting, but let's be honest, it kind of has become the baseline for fighting because it puts so many things together, and it's how am I trying to say it? MMA is the natural selection of fighting styles. It simply is because you know they've tried it. You know they've tried every style in MMA, and if something doesn't work, they jettison it. Yes, it's gone. They don't use it anymore. If something does work and is effective, yeah, we will keep doing that. And it's we're, we're winning fights with this, so we're going to keep using that. So it, it's the natural selection of fighting. It's the, um, the, the, the embodiment of what Bruce Lee was saying, which is his style, which is use what's effective, cut away what's ineffective. Mm. Okay, yeah. So that's I think that's what it is, and if you're right, if if doing some you know grab twist wrist thing was effective against a guy who's physically trying to assault you worked, you'd be you'd see wrist flips, clothesline, whatever moves nonstop. You yeah. would. Yeah. Now maybe someone just hasn't tried to incorporate them, and I'm just they're gonna prove me wrong, and I'm a raging dick, but I don't think so. <laughs> Next week, some Aikido master is going to come out of the woodwork in MMA and just start destroying everyone. You know what? We're going to be like, what the fuck? We were wrong. You know what? Then do it. And we'll I'll say uh, we're wrong. I'll say I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. But until we'll, then. Yeah, we'll put out a special podcast that just says, <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> we were wrong. All right, end of podcast. <laughs> we were wrong. Aikido's awesome. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
So Roddy's new friend Max is working there. Um, then we get to see another less than homie camp. Uh, Roddy gets a hot meal there. Uh, Max decides to vent. He's pissed at rich people uh, because they own everything and people have nothing and he's got a wife and kid and yada yada. Roddy believes in America. Yeah, he does. Yep, he plays He plays harmonica. You got to see him playing harmonica. Didn't know. Fucking Roddy played the harmonica. Either he just faked it and someone else did the music, but he in this movie he plays the harmonica. He's a super hobo. <laughs> He's got all the skills. He's got a drifter. He, yep. Yeah. Rides trains. Mm-hmm. Plays harmonica. I'm assuming he had more than one. Sorry. Harmonica. <laughs> he could. You never know. You lose one. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, right. Got to have a backup. Um, then the uh, in the hobo camp, they have a TV. An outdoor TV. Out, where they got the outdoor TV, got electricity, who knows? Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't even think of that. Where are they getting electricity? Well, you know what? I will say this. I've heard that uh, there are some homeless encampments and people, and they'll find a way to tap into some electrical source somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. overhead signage. Billboards, anything has electricity. Other houses. Other houses. Plugging in extension cords. Yes. So throwing ten bucks a month. Not even that. Just steal it. Nobody or knows. Just steal it. You know, yeah, they're not they looking. Know. Yeah, yeah, that type of yeah. stuff. Um, then we see a hacker, as they call him, cutting into the TV. He says that eight months ago, scientists discovered secrets. Kind of cutting in, cutting out, alluding to it. Um, you hear the or you see the secret preacher mimicking what the hacker's saying. Oh, that's right, the blind street preacher. He's I can't remember if he was saying it, but he was moving his he's lips, mouthing, he's mouthing, he's yep. mouthing it like verbatim what the what the guy cutting in on the TV signal saying. It says he's, the hacker says there's a secret group keeping people sedated and under control. That's we're kind of getting like hints of something going on, mm-hmm. cutting in and cutting out, and it's gone. Roddy's watching with that super hobo eye. Super hobo eye. Well, you know. Anyway, so then we cut to the next day. Actually, his awareness in this movie is one of my top tips. Yeah. he He's very aware uh, as compared to a lot of the other people around him. He's, he, he's watching things. Uh, you're about to get to it the next day, another part point of where he's more aware than other people. I mean, you're hoping I, I got to it. I might have been less than aware than oh, Roddy the Super Hobo, and I didn't pay attention. But we'll see. Yeah. <coughs> While he's watching Vest Guy, I don't. I know I've seen him in other stuff. He's like Meatloaf's doppelganger. <laughs> you know what? Now you know who I'm talking about, don't you? <laughs> oh, you were thinking it. Come on. <laughs> you know, honestly, I wasn't. But as soon as you said, I'm no, like, he like, looks exactly yeah. like... Meatloaf's younger brother, older brother, whatever. Yeah, he yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and for brother. those of you who, if you're listening, you probably know who Meatloaf is, the singer from the 70s and 80s yeah, and 90s yeah. and 2000s. and yeah. That guy, Meatloaf. Um, so the next day, uh, we see the hacker again. He says the uh, secret society is making people into secret slaves, which, you know, secret society, secret slaves, makes sense. Um Roddy goes to the church next door because he sees Meatloaf and other people uh, over there. Baby Meatloaf. Yeah. Oh, and then I think he, uh, 
earlier that day or he, he, he questions Meatloaf about he's there till four in the morning and gospel mm-hmm. music and all this stuff and Meatloaf's like, Well they let us use the kitchen and all those other, you know, excuses, excuses, which makes super hobo Roddy. He's like, hmm, something don't seem right. Right. So now he's keeping an eye. He's watching. He's being aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Roddy goes to the church next door. He, uh, We see there's a lab set up of some type. We're not exactly sure what it is yet. The, we see there's an audio choir. Like there's a there's a t- like an old tape deck yeah. CD role play, but it's the, it's the singing of the choir. Um, and then we get to see the hackers put on the TV and some others that uh, I guess we're just they're the resistance members because don't they say it, but you can kind of get the you know they're, the way they're talking. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty definitely. obvious. Yeah. Um, Roddy trips in the back, and they all come rushing in because of here. No, no one comes rushing I know. in. I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, that's oh, the, here they the is. Classic and he's gonna, yep. movie mm-hmm. mechanism where you trip over something and make a loud noise, and now they've we found you out. We've detected you, Scooby Doo. Nope, he makes the biggest crashing noise ever, and. No one's ever, no one's aware. So I think that they're trying to show that the music is so loud that they can't Which hear Which you might have, you know. But how are they even talking to each other if the music's that loud? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I was saying. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I will say this. It was, I, I will give it this. It was a change from the norm of, like you said, oh, there's a crash. I got you, Scooby-Doo type yeah. of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but because he falls back, he runs into a wall and he finds a hidden compartment with boxes in it. Um, and then all of a sudden, the blind street preacher shows up. I'm sorry, the street preacher shows up and we realize he's blind. Yeah. Because I didn't, I guess maybe I wasn't paying attention or, you know. You know. I, I realized it the scene before where he has his cane and he's like using his cane. It seems like he's blind at that point. Oh, I missed, yeah. I guess I missed that cue, but. Turns out he's blind, and then he uh, feels up Roddy's face. Like, aggressively for a, a long time. Like, you know, he needed to buy him a little, you know, a little meal before he got that intimate with him. Totally. You know, hey, man, two I grown mean, adults, whatever you do, quintessential, it's your business, not mine. He's also wearing the high collar, too, so, you know. What? <laughs> he's a little Roddy old. was a little old. Well, yeah, Roddy's right. a little old for him, so... Uh, Put on this white robe. <laughs> uh, the next day, um, O'Reilly borrows uh, binos, binoculars from that kid. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the kid has nothing. He's like, sure, strange, super hobo. I'll let you borrow my binoculars. The only thing of value I have to my Yes, name. yes. You don't see him like handing him like the harmonica or a lot of cash. Or... Yeah, it seems like he negotiates something with him, but then he just walks away with the binoculars. So, yeah. Well, I figure he probably went up there and says, give me the fucking binoculars and <laughs> snap your neck. <laughs> and I promise I'll give them back. I'm sure, mister. <laughs> yeah, I'm way bigger than you. Um, but then, uh, so he's watching them, and then uh, Roddy sees people loading boxes from the church into a car. Uh, Max comes up and he tells Roddy to mind his own business because he keeps, Roddy keeps trying to point out to Max all the stuff that's going on. And he's like, just mind your own damn business. Yeah. So then it's nighttime. And we see, uh, well, I, early in the day, we saw a helicopter flying around during the day, but just in the area. Then nighttime, we see a helicopter hovering over the church. Um, all of a sudden, some cars peel out from the church. A bunch of cop cars show up, and they surround the church. Uh, and cops with the fucking backhoe show up and start demolishing the not-quite-hobo camp. I thought they were going to go for the church. 
I did too. And then they turn and go to the camp. Yeah, yeah which I didn't quite get. But then the uh, riot cops move in. Uh, Roddy is like, fuck this. You ain't taking my... And he runs. I'm sorry. He didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Roddy runs. Uh, we see the cops beat up uh, the hacker and the blind priest. I mean, but they're totally resisting arrest. Yeah, totally. Totally. He was swinging his cane back and forth. He had it coming. He did. And then the hacker guy, he has hands up in a defensive posture. Totally had it coming. Oh, yeah. And he was like 63 years old. Oh, you know, very obese, dangerous. very overweight. Yep. yep. He needed it. Very dangerous, it. man. He deserved it. Um, so then uh, Roddy finds the scared kid who lent him the binos, and they run into a house. Like they're climbing through a abandoned house That's in right, a window, yeah. and uh, they hide there till the next day. Yeah, there's a few other. Of the, there's uh, other people from the camp there too. Like three. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dad and his daughter, and then uh, we'll see. There's that uh, older black guy. Is yeah, some, it was some. Yeah, he's like a middle aged black guy. Smoke. I couldn't tell if he's smoking a joint or a cigarette. They're all just like hiding, basically. What trying to say there? I couldn't tell if it was a joint or a cigarette, oh. like for real. <laughs> okay. Then, he was holding it like in the joint style where you kind of cup it in your hand, but then some people smoke cigarettes like that, so I don't know. You seem to have a little knowledge about it. What are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's the next day. Uh, we see the hobo camp is destroyed, other than the TV, because the TV's still on. Um, we see the hobos uh, cluck whatever they can salvage. Roddy decides to go to the church. He uh, kicks in the fake wall and finds the bo- a box left. Or he then uh, runs an alley. He opens the, vo- the excuse me, the box to find cheap sunglasses. Yeah, comes to find out they're running a counterfeit sunglass company, like a knockoff company. So <laughs> he's very disappointed that that's all was and, in the box. Uh, yeah, that was in the box because he kind of digs through the sunglasses mm-hmm. to see if there's something right, at the bottom right. of the box. He's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? A box full of sunglasses? What? What?" What's going on? But, you know, um, quite honestly, you know, uh, knockoffs and counterfeits, <laughs> they steal money from people who work hard to produce that and make good money, and these people are doing it, and the cops had to move in and take them down, I mean. Yeah. And uh, that movie, that's why this movie is a good example of how counterfeit and counterfeit goods is bad, sure. and it was the end of the movie, and it was uh, very informative. Crime against commerce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a nice little documentary. PCA. Add a little... Inter- yeah, that's it. <laughs> No, sorry. Uh, um, so then uh, Roddy takes out one pair and decides to hide the rest in a trash can, which, you know. Best hiding place ever. <laughs> no, what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> what could go Doesn't, wrong? like, try to tuck it up high someplace or underneath something. It, yeah. I'm like, yeah, in the trash can. I had I didn't even remember what the outcome of that was <laughs> at, at that time. And I'm already sitting there going, that's a terrible idea. Why is he hiding <laughs> in the trash can? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Sonky pulled a board uh, apart, pulled and stuck it. Else. Anything Just tuck it behind the dumpster. No, no. Lay it in the middle of the alley. Better than putting it in yes, the trash can. Exactly. <laughs> it is. It literally opinion. is. Um, anyway. Because uh, even then, someone would have to pick it up and put it into the trash can. So you maybe bought a day there. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. All right. So then... Uh, Roddy puts the sunglasses on as he's walking down the street, and everything looks gray. Yeah, like turns black and white gray. Yep, black and white. He starts to look around, and he sees nothing. Oh, sorry. Um, Billboards with subliminal obey signs. Mm -hmm. A marry and reproduce. uh, No independent thought. uh, Things like consume, Mm -hmm. watch TV, buy. 
The magazines have the same messages in them. Right. And they're all kind of appropriately placed, too. Like, the Marion Reproduce is on the... Is on a billboard of like a woman in a bikini. Yep. Uh, the the like consume and buy those are all on advertisements to like buy things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The message goes with whatever it is you're looking at, but way more aggressive in its subliminal nature. Now the woman in the bikini. I don't know about Mary, but the reproduced part. Um, sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, then uh, Roddy looks at a guy, and we see he has. What I'm calling a skull face with eyes. Yeah, I'm not even sure what to describe your faces as. Because it was kind of looked like a skull. Kind of is because they're they're the skin around their mouth is pulled back where their teeth are exposed, almost like a decomposed skull. Mm-hmm. Um, their eye sockets are like large, like the size of eye sockets with giant bulged eyeballs in it, not. Like the smaller eyeballs like we have. Yeah, so it is kind of a skull face. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A., I've decided A.K.A., Skeletors. All Skeletors? That's there are. Nice. The Skeletors. Yep, Skeletors. <laughs> um, we see Money has secretly says, this is your god. That was pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. That's, that's a- it's yes, it's well done, John Carpenter. It's well done. Well done, John Carpenter, who's worth millions, by the way. Yeah, I'm still oh. out there. Probably he, he ain't hurting for money. No. Just throwing it out there. Not. <laughs> but he does have a point. Uh, then we see uh, Roddy me, walks around town seeing more Skeletors and interacting with normal people. So some people are Skeletors. Some people are normal people, humans, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. We can differentiate humans. between yeah. the two. And he's seeing that they're just, yeah, uh, they're mixed in society seamlessly. Like there's no... The aliens, the Skeletors, have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, integrated themselves completely into our society. They're not, you know, they don't congregate over here, and this is like a whole, like, cast or type of people, and they stay in that. And No, they're, they're even talking to each other. You can tell that in that story, <clears throat> in that grocery store, two of the guys have the same jobs. Like, they work for the same company, because mm-hmm. one's talking about getting a promotion, and so, yeah. But I, I did notice that as they were... As he was walking around, like outside, it showed there's a Skeletor uh, having her hair done. Like he was looking in the window, and the human was taking care of her hair. And the out on the street, there was a a lady who's a Skeletor talking to two people who her trying to show where her. When I say servants, I don't mean like in a you know official slave way, but in they work for her. Oh right. One looked like a maid, one looked like a nanny or something. That's right. Yeah. So I think they're trying to, well, I know they are, but I know they're trying to establish that these Skeletor people are, you know. They've put themselves into elite positions yes. in society, even though they're integrated with the humans. Because it, it didn't show like a Skeletor like working for, like doing the hair of a woman. True, yeah, that's You know, point. and like you said, the two people, there's two guys, and then when he goes to the supermarket, which I'm about to get to, one guy says, well, you got the promotion, and the Skeletor guy got the promotion. Yeah. The guy didn't, and the scouts was telling me, "It'll be all right, Bob. You'll get it next time, or whatever bullshit." You know, you tell your friend when point. he fucks up. It's a good point. You know, you'll get it. Hey, you'll get him next time, Frank. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, uh, Roddy walks in the supermarket. and He sees the labels are different. Some say "obey." Uh, the TV news anchor is a skull. We see that, or I'm sorry, Skeletor. We see that. Um, then he sees a lady, an older lady, who's a Skeletor. He t- 
<laughs> tells her, you're real fucking ugly. <laughs> lady yes. starts dropping some of the best lines ever, as we said. Yes. And then he looks at the one lady. I look at you. You're okay. I look at you. Formeldehyde face. <laughs> Formeldehyde face. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so then the Skeletor lady talks into her wristwatch mm-hmm. or wrist device saying that she has one that can see. Yeah, and starts describing them. Mm-hmm. And then other Skeletors here, and they start to converge. Uh, Roddy runs outside. We see two cops show up. They're Skeletors. Uh, Roddy cl- <laughs> clotheslines one cop. Oh, dude, this is great. Fucking awesome. He's, Listen. He starts putting his hand out like he's going to let him handcuff him. Right. And then he grabs his arm and just classic WWF, not E, WWF. Because when we were growing up, that's what it was. Because they didn't test for steroids. Um, because, uh, what? 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 Did I say that? What was that? Um, if you're going to have a wrestling star in a movie, if you don't at least incorporate some of that shit in there, yes. which they did beautifully later on, beautifully. Best fight scene in movie history. Right up there. I'm saying I'm putting it right up there. there. Best fight scene in movie history. And I've said that for years, actually. That's, yeah, I've always thought that. Because it's very realistic. We'll get to it. We're going to fucking, we're going to spend some time in that fight scene, I'm sure. Some of it is, some of it isn't. Yes. Yes. Okay, sure, it's going to, it's going to last that long. Well, probably not. But the good thing about the realistic part about it is, the fact that it did last that long, they show that they're absolutely exhausted. Yes. They're yes. not having a 15-minute-long fight where they're still up dancing around, you know, throwing full power blows. They are exhausted yes. at the end. They're barely able to, like, you know, do anything to hurt the other guy. Yeah, it's, I, I love this fight scene. It's, it was it's it was great. Mess. Anyway, so he clotheslined one cop, then he kicks the other guy in the balls and knocks him over. Uh, he takes the cop's revolver, and uh, he kills the Skelter cops. He shoots the one and goes, so you, you die just like we do. And then he shoots the other one mm-hmm. with that three with three fifty seven Magnum. So he takes both the cop's revolvers, um, takes a gun belt and throws it over his shoulder, which I, I thought was cool. He grabs a shotgun out of the car. Yep. Um, which, <clears throat> the only thing I'll say about that is, I think, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. I thought they were locked in. You could see it was in some sort of, like, because, like, on all the cop lock shows and, and movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do it, lock in. I've seen those devices Either up, up and down, like you see, like, sticking up. Or right. I didn't know they had them down there. But uh, they, I think they lock, but whatever. Yeah, it looked like it was open. Like, there was a there was a clasp, I think. It looked like it, yeah. They just took it right out, so. Well, maybe they unlocked maybe they, it because they were going to shoot it with it. Or maybe they pop it when they roll up on a scene. Like, they keep well, it locked good. until they roll up on something and then they unlock it. But anyway, um... Yeah, he grabs as much equipment as he can and then goes for a stroll out in the street. Yep, yep. And then uh, he said other cops are are showing up like in the street driving by, so he runs into a bank. He sees uh, Skeletors. <laughs> he backs into a oh, bank. Oh, that's true. He backs into a bank. Unknowingly, because as soon as you, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, he sees Skeletors and people intermingling, and then he says <laughs> probably one of the greatest lines. This is, in my opinion, the greatest line in cinematic history. You complete me. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, different, wrong movie. Oh wrong shit! Movie. You were, you're doing, you're bouncing back and forth again, weren't you? Watching the chick flick and then the yeah, yeah no, I have no. to. <laughs> no, what is it? I'm gonna let you say it. I, you say it because you have it written down. I don't want to fuck it up. It's too good to fuck up. You read it. 
I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> and I did some research because I have no life. Do you know that that was not like a written line? I guess he just, the carpenters had him walk up and just say some made up crazy ass lines. And this wasn't the first, like he said, other so things, he did like, several takes. And like, like I'm here to, one. you know, punch cats and, you know, shoot <laughs> dog. He was just saying different shit. He'd walk up and say different right, shit. Right. And for some reason, or was that what I'm thinking? Or maybe he just said, say something. And he walks up and out of the, out of the blue, he's like, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And Carver's like, fucking love it. Yeah. Cut. Nice. Yeah, so. Piper might have had that one in his back pocket for years, though. He might have. he worked in the WWF, he might have been wanting to use that one on uh, on the big stage there and said, you know what? I'll use it in the movie. I must say this. Um, whether you are a fan of WWF, WWE now, or any of that, you know, whether you, you know, it is, when I say fake, the fights as far as the outcome is scripted. The physicality is not. I mean, that's beating on your body. It's That's rough oh, yeah. physically. Yeah. I'm not taking away what they do, f- their physicality. That's not what I'm saying. But the showmanship, if you can't sell yourself, if you can't, you know what I mean? I mean, think about it. Some of the, the greatest, some The Rock wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, look the way he does. Stole Cole Steve Austin. Uh, Roddy Piper, fucking Hulk Hogan. I mean, think of these guys when they had to market themselves. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to smash this guy, and then, yeah, one, woo, and that was it. Sure. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, you definitely have to be a showman. Yes. And, or else you don't go anywhere. You stay in the minor circuits, which is depressing. Have you ever watched the movie The Wrestler? No. With, I've um, heard it's, yeah. Mickey Rourke. A.K.A. Jake the Snake Roberts. Too, he looked like to me. Oh, I didn't nice. watch it, but I've heard it's pretty good. It's very good. Yeah, it's very is very poignant and it's very uh, eye opening to that real world. That is an actual culture, and uh, it's it's pretty pretty gritty. So, Conor McGregor MMA going back to MMA. I think he's captured the wrestling. <laughs> bravado shit talk man that is a great point that's one of the reasons why he's so popular yes he's kind of melded the reality of fighting mma and being damn good at it and the showmanship of wwf yes put them together wow good point the difference is he like instead of walking the ring you're like yeah you know okay yeah he's gonna win or lose because that's not scripted he generally walks in and starts his motherfuckers. Like, that was the thing. Like, and I hadn't fought in forever because he's, you know, billion-dollar man now. Good for him. But, you know, he talks shit. People talk shit. You walk in there. He would touch him with that left hand. They'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that was his left. Yeah. I mean, just fuck dudes up. Yeah. But that's the thing. You wanted that. Like, you a guy who talks shit. Well, not everyone wants that. But if you like that type of thing, this guy talks shit and then backed it up kind of that wrestling format but this this case you know when he's punching somebody in the face it's not some scripted bullshit he's no. knocking motherfuckers out yeah um yeah so then uh roddy starts shooting up the bank but he's only shooting skeletors yeah you know what I mean? he's only oh, blasting yeah. skeletors so and i want to bring something up and this goes back to the recent scene with the two cops he kills each of them with one shot from that revolver one shot for the first guy, gets hit in the back, falls down. One shot for that guy. Goes in the bank, starts selectively picking his targets of Skeletors and shooting them one by one. 
considering the age of this movie, the roundabout time frame, I, I'm going back to the Rambo thing. I think he was a veteran. I think he was a Vietnam vet. It, it would fit time frame wise. It would fit. He'd be in his mid thirties in this mm-hmm. movie. He was like in his mid thirties. Uh, I, I don't know. I, they never say it. They never touch on it, but I, I'm just saying that I think that there's that kind of unspoken. Well, you notice that they, he never, he's, he doesn't have a name. Like they never say his name. And really at the end, they list a name for him. It's not like, Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I think his. I think they started calling him John Nada just to like give him a name. But that's that was added on. Carpenter never gave him a name. You know what I mean? Yeah. He never. It was just the guy. This yeah. guy shows up. In my opinion, and I. I mean this in a good way. I think it was his attempt at the Sergio Leone Man with No Name series. Took it right. Where Clint Eastwood right shows up. No name. Usually not asked and certainly isn't telling. Yep, isn't he telling. Just, he's the, it's the, the, no, the Man With No Name trilogy. Is that what it's called? Yeah, unofficially, yeah. yeah. Fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and then the good, the, the bad, bad, and the, the ugly. ugly yep. Kind of the same, yeah. Yeah. So that that type of, you know, he would get nicknames, a hey, Blondie or, you know, Gringo or whatever they call yeah, them names. Yeah, yeah. Nicknames, but they would never. Nobody ever knew his real nope, name. Nope, he never said, hey, I'm Clint or I'm John or I'm mm-hmm. Ted or, or Bob. Will Money. Yeah, Will Money. So, exactly. Uh, da, da, da. And then we see uh, another Skeletor talking on, uh, talking on his wristwatch. His device, uh, and this that's for the line where Roddy goes, "Mama don't like no tattletales." Starts to level the shotgun at him, and but then the uh, Skeletor <clears throat> twists something, push something mm-hmm. on his wristwatch, and he disappears. Yeah, it looked like he twisted the bezel. It looked like he did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Blink. But yeah, I didn't blinked away, and he blinked away, and Roddy's like, "Fuck, he gone." Mm-hmm. So uh, then he uh, runs out of the bank. We see a silver drone flying outside. Which is invisible to the naked eye. Yeah, which you could not see before because they they later show that they're flying around everywhere. You well, just don't see them without the uh, special glasses. Well, he shoots it and it blows up, and then they they do a good job. They cut to the color of the the non filtered world, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, and he see him flinch like something falling, but we don't see it, which indicates that whatever technology they're using to hide their their difference from us is also hiding these things. Right. So they're, yeah, he's showered with the debris, but he's, yeah, there's nothing. Now, I'm going to say this. And I understand all this is sci-fi and speculation and is an art following life or life following art. Drones. I mean, th- those are wow, good drones. Point. Good point. Not only do people have drones now that could be up there watching people, but we know for a fact that if one, if one or two... The military has drones capable of flying high enough. You'll, high enough, you don't see them. Absolutely. But the camera and optics are so good, they can, they can pinpoint you. Yeah. They're looking at you like, oh. They can tell how many gray hairs you have. They're like, head. oh, we got chili on his shirt. He was a little messy yeah. today. You know what yeah. I mean? That type of shit. So Absolutely. It's, it's the same difference, but just not invisible. Yeah. It's, it's invisible because of its diff- height. It's a different form of invisibility, exactly. but it's still the same outcome. So, in a way, it's hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? Interesting. It is. I really hope our military isn't aliens. That would Skeletor suck. aliens. That would suck. That would suck. Because I really like our military. But anyway. 
<laughs> Please don't be Skeletor. Please aliens. don't be Skeletors. <laughs> That's all we ask. Um, <clears throat> then uh, uh, Roddy encounters a human cop. Yeah. He tells him to lay down his gun and lets him go because yeah. he's human. Beat your feet. <laughs> Beat your feet. <laughs> dude, Another great line. <laughs> dude. Uh, then we see uh, Roddy encounters Meg Foster. A.K.A. Evelyn. Who? Evelyn. You got me. He-Man, Master of the Universe. Oh, my. Another. Yeah. Wow. Terrible. I mean, classic. Another, yeah, another classic I haven't thought about in probably 30 years. Seriously, that's an old one. What year was Masters of the Universe? Late Late 80s, 80s, very early 90s, maybe. Yeah. Who was the... Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren was oh, He-Man. <laughs> and Meg Foster. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had forgotten that entirely. But uh, I just have a running top tip for our show that that applies to all, all things that we review and to life in general. Stay away from the gingers because they're fucking crazy. <laughs> That is my running top tip. I'm just going to throw that out there. But with that being said, Meg Foster, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those eyes and the, the, yeah. 87. Master of the Universe was in 87. It was before this. Before this. Wow. And, yeah, I remember her. I'm like, I think she was in. I was watching. I'm I'm pretty sure she was in He-Man. So I looked it up like I want to do. You know who else was in that movie? He-Man? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Courtney Cox. Are you serious? Was mm-hmm. she 10? Mm, I don't know. She doesn't, I don't she doesn't seem like she's that old. I don't know. Now I got to look it up. See, now you got us both on our magical devices that are brainwashing us while Obey. we're doing the show about Obey. being brainwashed. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we've, we've evil in, and he takes her hostage uh, because the cops are out looking for him. She's normal, according to the sunglasses. Um, and he uh, he makes her uh, drive him away. He like hunkers down in the car. Mm-hmm. He's like, I drive slow. And then uh, he makes uh, Evelyn drive her to her place. And then Roddy collapses from his sheer badassery. <laughs> you can't be a badass forever. I mean, you, you, even badasses need a fucking I mean, break. think about it. He's redlining. He's so fucking badass. Yeah. I mean, he's like, ah, I got to take a badass break. Um, and then he... Uh, he he takes the glasses off. He says they have an effect. He said that, that wearing them too long and messes with them. Mm-hmm. So he takes those off. Uh, I, I got a little uh, a little excited when, when Evelyn was talking. Like, I'll do whatever you want. I'm here to serve you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I know it's fake. but Now uh, it's about to go. It's about to go. <laughs> She's going to see Roddy's Piper, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> I wonder if Friday called it that. I fucking hope so. I hope he did too. I fucking hope so. That's like I hope Jake the Snake called it. You want to see the real snake? You know what I mean? Come on. (laughs) That shit writes itself. And then uh, Evelyn goes to get a drink. And uh, (laughs) Roddy goes to turn the TV on because the transmission. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was laugh unintentionally. Like, I know it wasn't intended this way. I was laughing like I just watched Dumb and Dumber or any. You you point to your favorite comedy film. 
I was laughing that hard when he got cracked in the back of the head <laughs> with the bottle. Goes flying pushed head. out the window. Was he yeah. pushed? Oh yeah. Oh, he got pushed. She cracks him and then gives him a shove. Breaks the window <laughs> onto the balcony. <laughs> Over the railing, this is at least the second story. Oh, he fell quite a ways. Fell <laughs> Rolled down the hill. I'm like, oh, he's dead. He's totally No, dead. he's not. Nope. Nope, nope. Not dead. I mean, I get he's, he's Roddy Piper, yeah, but there's... like some people just don't go like that. Like, Heston doesn't die in air in a helicopter crash. Roddy doesn't die falling seven stories onto a hill. Nope. Oh, my God. It was so fu- I I fucking... <clears throat> Oh, God, I laughed. One thing I will have to say, though, that I was impressed with her. Okay, she is a kidnapped woman. Not only that, kidnapped by a six foot two, 230-pound beast. Yes. Pure muscle. Yeah, the guy, she's she's she doesn't have hope, but she had a plan. Ripped as fuck. Yeah, that too. I mean, just... That's the thing. They show him with the shirt, no homo, but they show him with the shirt off. He wasn't like that typical, like, grossly massive WWF wrestler like Hulk Hogan. Was just like, come on, you're I, no. He was like a, I don't know, almost like just like a large military build. Mm, I could think, Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, huh? So what? Yeah, uh, no, she had a plan. He he was a um, to to steal one of the kids' terms. Uh, he was he was just a swole guy. He wasn't like you said, like um, who am I trying to like some of these bodybuilders. Yeah. Like you said, like the, like Hogan was a little big, um, or Arnold was kind of normal size, big but normal for. But I'm trying to think, like the, the later bodybuilders, like the grossly huge, inappropriate proportions. Yeah. He was the if I lift a lot of weight and work out hard yeah. and I get jacked. Yeah, like, and yes, like a normal dedicated heavy lift. I'm not guy. saying he was. I'm not saying he wasn't. But he. If you were to look at getting as big as possible the natural way, aka natty, that's what I would think of. Mm-hmm. He looked he looked natty to me. Now, somebody out there might be laughing, and he may have been on those Mexican yeah. supplements. I don't know. He may have been juicing more than anybody. Exactly, but, but that's right. what you think of. You know, yeah. that's about the limit of a natty. Sure. What I'm calling a natty, right? You know, who worked out hard and training and diet and all that stuff. Uh, he could have been you know, a little, little something else from south of the border. Who knows? But that's all right. But for him being the size that he was, yeah, she didn't have any means of. No, she, in a, in a direct came con- up with the plan. in a direct confrontation. Yeah, no like if way. she were to come at him, and he's got two guns, two guns, no guns, coming at him. No, she formulated a plan. Yep. That if he turned his back, she was going to use you know her her guile and her the bottle. Yep. To stun him and push him <laughs> out the window. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, I will say, at, up to this point, well, I guess there's skeletal people. But, you know, it's kind of sort of, you know, realistic, not like super campy, like no? like super high jumps or crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it relatively realistic movie. That's what I kind of liked about how John yeah. Carpenter made this. It, it, as outlandish as the movie is itself, he keeps the action in it believable yes the action aspect of it is not like oh come on that that couldn't that's ridiculous well some of it but for the most part he keeps it pretty believable but realistically even with the fact that she had a plan let's be honest i okay 
I've never been hit in the head with a wine bottle, but I've been hit in the head with a beer bottle. First thing I'm going to say, they usually don't break. True. Just to, I'm just putting it out there. In the movies, they show a break. I, I, I've unfortunately been hit more than once with beer bottles. <laughs> and they don't break. They sting like a motherfucker. But it's not like this grand shattering thing and you get completely blasted and it's like somebody hits you with a, you know, with a fucking sledgehammer. No, it's like getting pinked in the head with a glass bottle and it just stings really bad right in that spot. Number one. Number two. With those empty beer bottles. Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's in a bar. I don't know how much they drank of it before they hit me. <laughs> but uh, I'm not telling you what to do, but you might want to just check your life choices. <laughs> not because you've been hitting the head with a bottle, because you've been hitting the head with a bottle multiple times. Yeah, that's the reason I'm saying that. I've been told that. Before. Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, number two. Let's be realistic. Meg Foster weighed 110 pounds, maybe. If she would have went, even stunned, if she would have went to push him, we just covered it. He's a fucking 230-pound slab of muscle. She would have bounced off him. She would have pushed herself backwards instead of thrusting him through a window. Now, if she cracked him, let's say that, how fucking stunned him, all right? And she pushed him. Now, he could be off balance, and he would fall over and hit the window. Yeah. And then crumple to the ground, let's say, type of deal. Like, oh, right. fuck, you know, my head. Possibly. And then she ran. That's the most... You're giving her a lot of credit. That's the most likely... Outcome. Out, not the most likely outcome, but like if you're going to give her all the advantages and that bottle was full and her cracking him hard yeah, and caught him in the right... Would make a difference. And maybe hit him in the right spot in the back of the head to really, really stun him. Like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, ring his bell for a couple seconds. Yeah. And push him because he's off balance because he got cracked. And... I'll give her this. He's a little bit off balance anyway because of the sunglasses, the extended use. Okay. So for him to push him and him fall onto sure. the floor, I'll give him that. But to the window. He the... went fly. It was like out of a cannon. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, la- I had to pause the movie, tears in my eyes, laughing so hard because I didn't want to miss, you know, because, you know, yeah. shocker, I take notes when I watch the movies. Otherwise, I'll forget all this shit because I'm old. But I'm just la- I'm pausing because I'm laughing so hard. Like, what the fuck was that? Uh, if the aliens would have jumped in and slapped him in the face with a dick, I would believe that more than if. Than what just happened? Yes. Yeah. Oh, anyway, shit. but most of then Roddy stumbles away from all that. He, but they show he left his sunglasses there, so he is sand sunglasses now and pistols. Lost both the pistols, too. Oh, that's right. One of yeah. them he had in his hand. He drops that when he gets hit in the head. The other one he had stuffed in his waistband. And that one, I guess, in the fall he lost it. Which, which is possible. I might have been scrambling around looking for it just to try to have one gun on me. But he goes limping away. Uh, I'm going to say this. Well, now you did see cops coming up the hill yeah. to where he was at. So he was trying to just vacate the area. Now, I get what you're saying. I would have. They didn't show him, like, quick looking around, like, is it right underneath me? Something, or is it well, nearby? He did, he did just fall 600 feet, so he's a little stunned. He did fall 600 feet. He's a little stunned, so yeah. he's kind of stumbling. Yeah, so. Yeah. So he stumbles away. Uh, I will say this. I understand that he was not expecting all this to happen, uh, Roddy. But uh, top tip, uh, it's called a holster. Yeah. Yes. Like, he stole that cop's gun belt. Yeah, put it on. Put it on. Right? I wouldn't probably wouldn't have fit him. 
find a fat cop. <laughs> I'm not saying he's fat, but they had the, no, no, the one cops were they were kind of thinner guys. They were thinner, yeah, more of a runner's build. But can you not adjust a police belt? You can adjust a regular belt. Yeah, can you not exactly. adjust one of theirs? Is just, it like? Isn't don't you just slide it through the loopholes and find the hole that you want? And like a regular belt? Yeah, I would think so. I think. Well, here's my thing. I don't know. A regular belt has normal hole. Uh, well, I'm sorry, has adjustable holes because right. you know. You get it for one, and then, you know, you eat like shit, and you got to put the other hole in. You know what I mean? And then you, get, you hopefully, you know, work it off and go back to the old hole. And, uh, and that, that sounds like happens. life. That sounds like life. Yeah, you yeah. never get to go back to the old Anyway, um, uh, yeah, so I would assume it's a belt. You right, know? it's a belt. I mean, I mean, are they giving every single cop in the world a different size belt, or are they giving them adjustable belts so that it's kind of a at least a general one-size-fits-all? I would assume that that's what it is. So... Adjust the belt, throw on that gun belt. Now, not only do you have a holster, but you got other yeah. gear, extra magazines, or they had revolvers, so whatever. Dump out, uh, speed loader, yeah, or whatever. Speed loaders. Take the handcuffs out if you don't want them. Put a Snickers bar in there. I don't care. You know, something. <laughs> You're not going to use handcuffs? And fuck it. Take the stickers. <laughs> so- and definitely, that's another thing. Take the radio. Then you know what their I movements are. That, yeah. yeah, I didn't either until just now. Take their radio. You know where they're being called to if they're looking for you. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. You know, something you can at least, you know, ease drop. Because they'll have, I'm sure, they, yeah, they yeah. radios. Oh, let's see. Um, and then uh, Roddy heads back to the construction site. Max is there. He says he wants something to do with uh, Roddy. He says that he murdered nine people because, you know, he killed all the Skeletors. Uh, then it shows that Roddy's wanted because they show us his picture on the TVs in the in the store as he's walking by. <clears throat> Excuse me. He goes back to the alley to find his box of sunglasses, and we were wrong. They were right there in the trash can where he... No, they weren't. Nope, they weren't nope. right there. In the trash, trash went can. out. Yeah. He sees a dump truck because he got lucky and just happened to be picking up. Right. Um, he opens a dump, dump truck and climbs in, digging through the trash, he finds his box of sunglasses, and then they dump him out and drive away. <laughs> Which was kind of funny and real, too, by the way. They just mounted a camera inside that garbage truck, and, and what, they actually dumped him out, which back then people actually did their own stunts. So, And not that that was like a huge stunt. Oh, well, still, you know. But it was, I thought it was cool. You know? Well, I think I did hear, I'm being serious here for once, I did hear him say, I'm not going back to talk, mess with that fool, or I'm not you know, going back there. <clears throat> the two people in the truck, I thought they were arguing like, what to do because they saw he was back there. I heard him arguing. I didn't. I thought it was I just could, a general was it just argument. A general I did argument? not pay attention to what they were saying. I don't know. At and then all. they dumped him something. Maybe they're arguing like, yeah, a guy back there, fuck it. I ain't going to go back there and confront him over trash. Just dump right. it. Yeah, exactly. Just dump but it all and fucking drive away. We'll get it tomorrow. Because why else would they have raised it up to drive away? Good point. Yeah. So, anyway, so they yeah. dumped it and they drove away. Um, Let's see. Uh, and then Max shows up. Oh, he saves the box. He gets dumped out, and he saves the box of sunglasses. Max shows up to give Roddy his uh, his pay. Gives him a week pay. <coughs> Makes a nice shot, by the way. Do you notice that? Yeah, he threw it, and then he, he caught it, in it the... right in the right in the cardboard box. Roddy didn't even really move his hand. He throws that thing from twenty feet away, right in the box. Athletic, nice shot. natural athleticism. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what? Oh, and then uh, Roddy and Max. Get ready to rumble. Oh, it's on. And they have, we kind of hinted at earlier, a straight-up fucking 
Five minute brawl. Yeah. And it's a fucking fight and it's pretty real fight other than some of the crazy There were some wrestling moves. moves. Yeah, wrestling moves they do. You had to listen, I'm 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 whether they're realistic fighting moves or not, it's Roddy fucking Piper. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, you better. You're gonna you're gonna throw some wrestling moves in there. Like we said, stick to your strengths. Yes, well, use what's effective. Use what you know. Yeah, and people listen. John Carpenter movie. It's got Roddy Piper in there. He he had at this point a uh, an audience of a type. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. That that are gonna come to see him, and there's gonna be people that are gonna come to see the movie anyway. But why not throw in? And he didn't throw in like some of the, the cheesy ones where wow. he picks them up by their head and their feet are in the air, and he's waving and then drops yeah. them. These are like the kind of like you got somebody in a headlock and you throw them over your shoulder. Like, right. The most realistic of the. Fake wrestling right. moves. And the most probably real life usable things that you would do. Yes, that yeah. you could possibly are oh, yeah, I might do that. Right. Grab a guy around the waist and just kinda topple back, pick him up in the air and fall back with him. Yeah. Which is what he does in one of them. Which so has, has happened. People have grabbed people around the waist in MMA and you know, lean just back. Like a fucking pile driver yes. or whatever the hell they call that. Yeah. Um, so I mean it, that shit's actually happened. You know what I loved about this fight too, the realism of it? When he does that to Keith David, he what do we call him? Max. Max. What do we call? When him? he grabs him around the waist, because that does happen. He Roddy Piper charges him. They mm. kind of start fighting a little bit. He gets him around the waist, kind of from the side behind, and he just lifts him up and falls straight back with them, and they both fall basically on their backs. After that move, I don't know if you noticed. Now Max has a big fucking scrape on the back mm. of his bald head. Cause Cause he's got, yeah, because he shaves his head. Right. Which another thing I want to make a point about in this movie. They're homeless. Essentially, they're mm-hmm. homeless. They may have jobs, but they go to a homeless camp. They are the most clean-shaven motherfuckers I've ever he's, seen. Now, he did say they get a hot, get a hot shower there. Okay. But he shows up <laughs> off the train clean-shaven, mm-hmm. like, like just shaved. Anyway, so Keith Davis well, keeps a shaved head. After that pile driver... They continue to fight after that for a while. He has a big, bloody, like, basically like a, a, a road rash, like mm. an asphalt scrape on the back of his head. I'm like, well, that's cool. Accurate. Falls on the back of his head. He's got a scrape. Well, so, I mean, you got to think that, you know, before some of these scenes, they, they would, uh, you know, wander by the craft service table and then go to their trailer and shave, and then they would come on set. <laughs> Seriously, they were oh. always perfectly clean shaven. Yeah. You know, I wonder why they did that. I wonder if Roddy, either Roddy Piper liked to be clean-shaven, because some people do. Some yeah. some guys say guys, because obviously, mm-hmm. sorry women, you can't grow a beard. Unless you can, then <laughs> more, more power to you if you want Rock to. <laughs> but uh, that was his look, because you notice he, same hairstyle, same, you know, True. wrestling, so I don't know if that yeah. was. Because yeah. a beard. Kind of keeping his look instead of. The hair, okay, yeah. homeless. If you had a beard, even a close Close, you know, shorn beard. Yeah. But, yeah, whatever. And then I like the part. There's so many parts I like, but I like where Roddy's on the ground on his knees, and Max is over there talking shit to him, and Roddy tries to bring his arm up and hit him (laughs) in the balls, and he blocks him. You dirty motherfucker! I just, I, I... 
perfect. <laughs> Fucking perfect. great. Right like, you're trying to hit me in the balls? Trying to punch him in the balls. You dirty motherfucker. And then later when they're on the ground and Max is neat. Well, now? Yeah, I guess. Once I, you open that I, door. Okay. Fair enough. He opened the door. But Max was smashing Roddy's oh, pipers. Oh, man. Just mean as pipers. Just right in the pipers. Right. <laughs> Multiple times. He yes. in the balls probably yes. five times, which effectively for at least a moment ends the fight. Yeah. Which. That would end the fight permanently for me, but I don't know. So, yeah, lots of good stuff. Another thing I liked about the fight, the realism of it, is they're they're fighting. They're rolling around. They're beating the shit. Their clothes are increasingly getting more and more fucked up. Like you see a spot on, on Roddy's uh, back of his shirt that's like... like ripped up and you know like it's been ground on the on the pavement and it's all torn up uh their pants are getting wet and filthy with the water they're rolling around in so i don't know just a lot of it it's just a very good realistic fight and at the there's one point where roddy picks up a stick and max picks up a bottle yeah and roddy takes a swing and it breaks the back window of the car and Max like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Roddy starts laughing and throws that. He goes, sorry, man. He says sorry like it was his car. That's what I found funny about well, it. Well, he's sorry that he tried to hit him with a stick. Oh. And then so Max smashed the bottle. And they kind of have a moment and laugh. And he, Listen, <laughs> guys will do that. Oh, yeah, in the middle of a fight. In the middle of a fight. Absolutely. And sometimes they'll just end the fight. Like, you know, this would be fuck. Yeah, you're right. All right, we're stupid. Uh, it yeah. didn't in this case. But it was fucking just some of the stuff in there was just great. Right, like you try to take a kick and you miss and totally just fall and eat it and fall on your face. The guy, you're going to stand there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and laugh at him because he just totally ate it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So then anyway, the brawl kind of, I guess, ends with Roddy forcing Max to put the glasses on and see the world. Mm-hmm. And once he sees it, he's like, holy fuck, this is what's going on. So then uh, Roddy and Max go and rent a hotel room. Which is, an, yeah, it's a little weird. But uh, another piece of realism. They're walking down the street, and they are exhausted and fucked up. They're not just like, we just had a five-minute brawl where we literally tried to kill each other. That's cool. Let's just, hey, man, let's go get a room and chill and drink some beer. Yeah, let's do it. No, they're fucked up. Their faces are all fucked up. They must they're have, swollen. Yeah, and- they must have put, like, some gauze or something in Roddy's mm. lip because his lip was, like, all puffed up and swollen scrapes all over black his face. and blue yeah mm-hmm. and then roddy says that uh he tells max not to wear the sunglasses too long because um it's just like a knife turning in your skull if you wear them for too long mm. which that's why he was earlier at at evil in place collapsing because he was so fucked up from wearing the glasses for too long mm-hmm. so um and then uh we, f- we see meatloaf <laughs> <laughs> or not quite meatloaf. He finds Roddy and Max and tells them they're having a meeting that night for the resistance. Um, and I will say this. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, that night at the meeting, all the bumps and bruises and scrapes yeah, were gone. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. It was short-lived, it was but short-lived. it was realistic for a little while. I guess, tactically, could argue. We don't. I mean, I guess they could have been holed up for weeks in that hotel. We. I mean, you know. They didn't say. They didn't, they didn't say. say. So. It just shows Max coming back with groceries and Meatloaf finds him and says, Come, you know, come to the meeting. Yeah. And those groceries were beer and, and like corn mags? I don't know. No, it was Sorry. like beer and like chips. He like bought right. junk food. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I do with the week's pay. I buy beer and chips. Yeah. <laughs> um so then they go to the meeting and they say they now have contacts that work like the glasses. 
but they don't give them headaches because less interference. So I guess whatever technology the sunglasses are using... They're obviously advancing that. They're advancing it, so that's the latest. And then they, I guess they don't run with sunglasses anymore, which... That's a good thing because it will look cool, but then it could be knocked off your face with the contacts. And it also is a it was a huge uh, descriptor that the Skeletors are using to say, you know, white male, blonde hair, sunglasses. They said that several times, wearing sunglasses, wearing sunglasses. So, yeah. Um, and Meatloaf says that they're aliens and that they're terraforming the planet. They're turning it into whatever they're, they want it to be with the greenhouse gas. They're saying greenhouse gases and... Meatloaf did. Okay, this is, as we've well established in past podcasts, this is getting later in the movie. Some of the information may have been wasted on me at the time. <laughs> so, I, why were they there? The aliens? The aliens, yes. Because the planet was, basically what they, what they do is, he said this is like their third world country. They show up, they use up all the resources, and then they move on to another planet. I caught that. So they're they're terraforming they're coming in they're stealing the resources they're abusing oh. our planet and then they when it gets to the point where it's trashed and they don't want it or need it anymore they depleted they, us they, yeah. of whatever they need water they're gone. gases yeah whatever they're gone fossil fuel whatever it is they yeah, use. Wh- I, yeah whatever yeah. they're yeah. gone huh so instead of like uh i don't know independence day say that the aliens come in and just by force take it these guys slip in mm-hmm. under the radar and subversively, like, yeah, you know, and, and where you can't see it, slowly take all the stuff and take over. But I wonder why they feel the need to integrate into the human society the way they do. I mean, why not just stay hidden and just do your terraforming and take off? I mean, they seemed like they were, I don't know. I Honestly, it seemed like the aliens actually enjoyed Earth life. Like, they were enjoying all of the benefits of Earth life and... and being integrated into it and they were humanoid aliens mm-hmm. we've touched on that before they weren't like fucking you know energy based or tentacles everywhere they were basically they were humanoids so well, the only I'm thing that say, was fucked up was their face uh, and their coloring yes and I'm gonna say this I'll throw it out there even though it's at the end of the movie with the the, the, the girl the naked girl with the titties bouncing at the uh, end the, the final scene Gratuitous yeah. nudity in the very last scene. It was well, right. that wasn't the last scene, but anyway, it was. Uh, it was the. It was no, no, the there very... was there was another scene, but anyway, um, yeah, you've been drinking, so remember, I not now, I but then you were drinking. drinking. Anyway, so <laughs> that's but, why I didn't even hear the terror. My point of jumping ahead is this: she was riding some dude, like yeah. she, they were fucking. So, anatomy wise, y- yeah, it has to be the has same. Has to be the same, and I and you can't fucking uh, put a. a what, what's the word I'm trying to... The the visual filter they have on it. You, oh, yeah, The yeah, visual yeah. filter doesn't work for the physical aspect right. of it. If he doesn't have a real cock. Yeah, exactly. Basically, that's what I'm getting at. If yeah. he doesn't have a real cock. And on top of that, the aliens seem to be enjoying that, that uh, the fucking. So not only... It's not like they like throw on a prosthetic just to make it seem like they're more human. No, he was engaging in this and wanting to do it. Yeah. If they procreate in another way, why fake it? So I, I would say they're very much humanoid. Like, com- Well, based, they're just like a, maybe they're vacation. They're using up the resources and people come. They just come like a vacation to fuck the locals and, you know, deplete all the stuff. And Boom. I think you just fucking hit it right there. Seriously, because of the teleporter thing that we see later. What? Maybe okay. they just jump onto the planet, have a good time for a little while, 
pretend to be somebody else. And then, oh, man, that was a good vacation. That was a nice little Westworld experience I just had. Now I'm going to jump back. Yeah, back to Beta 9 or wherever the yeah. fuck they're from. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, but anyway, then they have a they have my favorite table in the world, table full of guns. Oh, yes. I don't, <laughs> that is the best table. I'm trying to determine if you remember if you, how drunk you were. No, I don't um, and then guns and some, hand grenades. And hand grenades. I don't know where someone gets hand grenades, but... Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd like to get hand grenades. No, no, I'd totally. like to see hand grenades on a table. Yeah, well, on a table, I don't know. ATF, no, no, I don't want any. Contact me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, and make sure it's a highly polished nuclear grenade. Oh, if you have a nuclear grenade, <laughs> yeah, let like, me know. Like, I am legend. Yes. Get me one of those. Luckily, they didn't have one of those because that would have been. Yeah, or maybe they should have. That would have. Anyway, and then they get a risk communicator. Yeah. Yeah, they. I don't know if they. It had, wasn't working, but they're trying to get it to work or something. Had they reproduced them or stole them? I think they stole. I would only. I can only imagine they stole them because it's one thing to have the technology to be able to see them, but the technology that are in those watches or wrist communicators, or whatever you are, I, I think they had to steal those. It was eighty-eight. Now, granted, that fuck an i Apple Watch. <laughs> you can phone, internet, Man, all that stuff in there. That is. Fucking crazy! You're absolutely with, with right. With the exception of the teleportation aspect, you're absolutely. But back right. then, we they did not have that technology. Yeah, and we're connecting all these dots of, you know, being controlled by these goddamn things in our pockets. Well, uh, I mean, having think- something on your wrist that does all of this communication type, uh, you know, aspects and wow, yeah. Think about the was it sixties or seventies? Uh, the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then the communicator. It's a yeah. fucking cell phone. I mean, back then, like, what? Well, you got a device that can... It's a fucking cell phone. Not only cell phone. You know what I actually thought of it even, even more? You remember the days of Nextel? Mm-hmm. When we had the little chirp Yeah. Yeah, thing. That's what it reminded me of. When Nextels came out, I, I literally was <clears throat> working construction. It was a big thing in the construction world. Nextels first came out. They gave me this Nextel, and I'm like, this is fucking Star Trek. Seriously, it even sounds like Star Trek in, in, in a vague way. Right. The, the noises that it makes sounds like Star Trek communicators. This is fucking Star Trek. Again, life imitating art. Yeah. There's a lot of that in this movie. So, interesting. Or life imitating, yeah. Art imitating life, life imitating art, whichever you want. Yeah. One puts the idea for something or they know it's, con- I don't know. But yeah, I mean, other than teleport. But, so you're not going to be able to, in, in that size. Now, if he would have. If you brought out like a boombox size box and boom, well, we were monitoring their communications on this thing. Okay, you're taking human technology and modifying it to pick up their frequency. Right. Fair enough. But no, you're not going to be exactly able to. exactly the same thing. Because you got to think micro, I mean, fucking, you know, microprocessors and all that shit that we have now, they didn't have back then in that size. Exactly. So yeah. it, I think they would have to have confiscated, killed a Skeletor. And took the, took his communicator. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but they had a few of them. They had more than one of those watches, didn't they? Or did they just have one? I don't remember. Again, the, it was the, hazy that, for me at that time. That guy handed over and said, you know, I've got this, and I'm trying to listen on their communications. Mm-hmm. And okay. they said it has some type of code, and we're trying to figure it out, or something like that. Okay. So, but I mean, you know, the, the main characters are going to give it to them. Like, hey, I know we, we, we yeah. just met you. Yeah, your guys. But please load up on up. guns and take our only communicator. Take all of our best equipment and materials, but you just showed up. Hell, you could be working with them for all we know, but what? take everything. 
Are you saying someone could have no. shown up to the meeting and they were secretly not at that meeting? Oh, good. Who I was. Did someone show up at that meeting that was working with them? No. Oh, fuck. Did I miss that too? I'm being serious. Did I miss that? Keep going. So then we see that Evil Inn is at the meeting. Shit. <laughs> what? That's right. She's a good guy. That's right. She's on their side. Um, <sighs> Roddy goes to hit on her. She says she's woke now, as the kids are wont to say. <laughs> and, is he woke? Uh, huh? Is you woke? Is you woke? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. As the asshats say, you're woke. Mm. Um, there's an explosion at the meeting, and cops mm. come uh, come running in, gunning everybody down. Now I will say this later, a little bit later. <laughs> there's two security guards. They call that the A team. Like, yeah, they met the A team. So yeah. I guess that's who they are. They're like a. Alien paramilitary A team strike force. Yeah, it's the alien spec ops. I mean, I did see. I was the there was like the I don't know if he's a leader, but he was kind of up. In movies, the leader is kind of up front usually. I think he was chomping on a stogie, and then there was a guy she driving a van pulling up with the mohawk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you know, yeah. There's yeah. a crazy pilot guy. And then a uh, like, really handsome dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. So I guess it was Black the A-team. Black and red van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black and red van. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. But, yeah, the A-team. Um, uh, everybody at the meeting with guns. They all have guns. Every, I, I, I want to stress this. Everybody at the meeting that's in the resistance, every single person misses Every Skeletor they shoot at. Really? I did not see a Resistance member hit a single Skeletor with a single bullet. Maybe that's why they were given all the best shit to Except for Roddy guys. and Max. Right. I mean, I've, other than them. Yeah. Nobody hit nobody with nothing. That's why they were giving the shit to them. They, had, they all were like, I'm rubbish. <laughs> I'm rubbish. <laughs> Meatloaf had like a, a mini Uzi and he sprayed it. They didn't show anybody falling down. <laughs> They showed somebody else with like a shotgun or spraying. They didn't show any skeletors falling down. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Then you give our guys the. Yes. And then they run into the alley and they're shooting and you see skeletors dropping left and right. And then more come. They <laughs> shoot them. Dropping. Yeah. One's <laughs> up above. You're in an alley. You're in a kill box. Yeah. There's guys overhead oh. on the high ground, which is the place to be shooting down at the them. Worst possible scenario. Well, for them, for usually, yes, in an 80s movie with an 80s gun. Yes, (laughs) he fucking, you know, him and Max both were killing people left and right and just fucking they would shoot at them. They would miss. I'm sorry, the skeletons would shoot at Max and uh, Roddy. They would miss. They would shoot back. They would fall over dead. (laughs) Then another one step in. They would shoot back and miss. Roddy and Max shoot. The skeleton would fall over dead. I'm like. Well, no wonder, yeah, no wonder you gave all the fucking, yeah. why didn't they just take the table, take bags, and just, like, take the whole, and just shove it on, listen, I know we could use these two, but we ain't gonna hit shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you said, I'm rubbish, take it all, you're gonna need it. You go. You go. <laughs> yeah, so then uh, Max is messed with the wristwatch for some reason. I, I don't know what he was trying to do, but. He just, well, he read the script. Um, yeah. But for some reason, the little gunfight in the middle of an al- in the back of an alley, he's messing with the wristwatch. Right, and it's like glitching out on him. And now maybe he was 
trying to do what you said, which was listen, get it to work so we could monitor mm-hmm. what you suggested with the police radio. Yeah. Like what they're saying, where they're at. But he drops it, and uh, it says that it's malfunctioning, and it opens a temporary portal, like yeah. a, a, a hole in the ground. So it'll be open for 10 seconds. It's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it was. Um, they just they jump in, and they find themselves in a long concrete hallway, and they show strange writing in the hallway. So what the function of this is, the the wristwatch communicator teleporter, whatever the hell, <clears throat> the magic Rolex. Magic Rolex. Uh because they're only given to the you know the aliens, it takes them instantly back to their home base. So if they have trouble, boop. You know, if they're having a malfunction or trouble, it just teleports them straight back to the home base to be safe. Basically, so that it ensures their safety, you know. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of it. It's kind of a fail-safe feature of it. Like, your watch is malfunctioning, you're out in the wild, you you need to get back to home base and get your shit straightened out. It, it kind of, they say that there's a, um, this is a tunnel system underneath Los Angeles, well, underneath the city. Mm-hmm. I guess they don't really say what city they're they in. They never say what city they're in. I, I paid guess, attention to that, but the black and whites looked exactly like LAPD. That's cars. what I thought was LAPD. Yeah, me too. I but, think it was supposed to be LA, and there are palm trees everywhere and shit. But so. this the city in this city in question, mm-hmm. which I think was supposed to be part of L.A., but we don't know this whatever city this was. Um, there's a underground concrete bunker or not bunker, excuse me, tunnel system, and they mm-hmm. end up in it. And there were strange markings in the wall, like an alien, an alien language, a literal alien language. Yeah. And this was two security guards listen to the radio where like, yeah, they went to A-team and they high five and yes, walk off. and then walk away. My <laughs> God, that was bad. Did you see what they were talking into? No, I was laughing so hard. Dude, it's a fucking ectometer. Oh, that's right, because they have those later on in the movie, too. Yes, yes. the ectometer with the little wing the Ghostbusters. things that come up on the side. Yes. The like totally from the Ghostbusters. They stole that right out of the prop room. From the Ghostbusters. Hey, we can reuse these. Well, why the fuck not? So, and, okay, so I have to point out a thing. When they land in the tunnels, Roddy, he ditched the the MP5. Ghostbusters in 84, I've seen which came first. Ah, act. nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he ditches his MP5 in the in the alleyway, because I'm assuming it's out. He jumps in the hole. Well, now if you think about it, a, hold on, I'm not, I don't want to cut you off, um, but you think about it. He was shooting in the meeting. He was shooting down the alley. He was shooting, just, you know, while Max jumped in the hole. It's about eleven hundred rounds. That's about yeah. right for an eighties machine gun to have to reload. Yeah. And if he didn't grab a spare mag, right, another so, thousand rounds in a spare mag. Sure, yeah, about yeah right. a thousand rounds. That is mm-hmm. about right. So anyway, he did MP five. So, sorry. <laughs> he's like, I've used, uh, yeah, a thousand times more ammunition than this has. So it's time to dump it. Um, now he only has a Desert Eagle. And a little pistol that he has tucked what? in his pocket. He takes his pistol, and usually in a Hollywood movie, if they're doing something like that where they're taking a pistol and tucking it away somewhere, maybe to hide it for later, it's a very obvious, very ostensible scene where, I mean, they, they focus on it, they show him doing it, and you're like, yes, that's what he's doing. That must come up later. He does it. He takes it out of his pocket and tucks it up his sleeve. But there's no focus put on it whatsoever. It's literally like a, like something he's just doing. And if you don't watch and pay attention to him doing it, you would totally miss it. I just happened to catch. I was like, he's stuck. I missed it. 
He's like, he's well, he's because he's tucking the the desert eagle in his pants. Yeah, and he takes the thing out of his. And pocket. then he, and then he, he's kind of tucking stuff yeah. because they're they're the next scene is they walk into that banquet hall. So he's kind of yeah, trying to hide everything, yes. trying to hide all his guns. And if you don't watch, I mean, he's like putting this thing in his sleeve. They're in the middle of conversation. They don't even like stop talking. They're still having a conversation while he's doing this. And I, I just found it interesting that that's not usually how you see it in a movie. Usually they really focus on that action so that you, as the viewer, can pick up on it. They almost hit it. The, the yes, the and, usually the, the main actor, or I'm sorry, not the main, the actor doing it is like, I'm tucking this pistol in my <laughs> sleeve case I need it later. Sure. Wink, wink, yeah, wink, like wink, towards wink. Towards the end. Like maybe if I need to have a secret gun. Wink, 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 wink. I read the script. Wink, wink. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. Roddy and Max walk down the hallway and they find the banquet hall with the Skeletors and human conspirators. That's what I'm going to call them. Mm-hmm. They're discussing the takeover of Earth. Um, a drunk tuxedo guy shows up who's human. I, was he from somewhere else? Oh, absolutely. He was, yes, and that's why it's so interesting that he he's risen to this position so quickly. He was one of the hobos sitting in front of the TV when the guy used, was cutting in and out. And he kept, he's the one that called him a hacker. He's like, this damn hacker keeps coming Oh, is coming that him? Up. Yeah, it was the same guy. This damn Man, hacker he cleaned him up. Cut. I can't even recognize they him. They did. Yeah, they cleaned him up. He was wearing a hat when he was in the hobo camp. Took the hat off, put a take the dirty clothes, put on a tux, shave them up, and yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I didn't know they were bringing you guys along." Kind of alluding to like, "Oh, you jumped on board too," because he recognizes him from the camp. So yeah, that was that guy. He was one of the guys sitting in front. Of, he was like the main guy sitting in front of the TV, bitching about it. The hacker cutting in and out all the time. So that makes no fucking sense. Why? It was him. No, 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 no. I'm not arguing with you. What you're telling me, you're arguing I'm with John arguing, Carpenter. Why the fuck do they want the hobo guy who's yelling at the TV in their secret society? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't like make sense. if he was. You're thinking that with no, I'm being dead serious. When they roll in, the aliens roll in. They hit up CEOs and bankers and right. politicians and the powerful people. elite. And they yes. say, listen, we're going to make you more powerful and more elite and more. We're going to bring you this and yep. bring you that. We'll th- show th- you behind the mm-hmm. scenes. You just comply and go along with this and we won't kill you and your whole family. Mm-hmm. Everything is good for everyone. Right. Yes. What does a hobo have to do with that? That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. I thought he was just. I kind of missed that. You right. know? What value could he possibly have? Yes. Unless. Unless oh, he's a hobo he, king. <laughs> <laughs> if I had those, <laughs> unless they don't. He was, uh, don't unless he traded information about the resistance to get into that position. Yeah. Oh, like he sold out the meeting type of. Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. he's one. You know, oh. Maybe he's one sold out the meeting because there's nobody at the meeting who was evil. So you know, it was. <laughs> you know, but that's kind of like the Freemasons. A.K. Illuminati. Oh my God! Here we grab go. it. What? Just taking a hobo <laughs> off the street and bringing him in the secret society? They don't do that. They recruit people. No, they, we, they definitely don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> it's real. Um. Yeah. So then. Uh, <laughs> so then. Uh, yeah. So Tux is there. Tux, you know, the apparently who shouldn't be there. Um. Jesus Christ. Uh. It, anyway, a drunk, yeah. So then, drunk tuxedo shows uh, Roddy and Max around. He says, "You have the tour yet?" 
Um, then he tells them about the aliens and shows them how they transport in and out from world to world. It's like a, like a transporter. Calls it a magnet. No, Gravi- a gravitational lens system. Yes, yeah, I don't know some completely made up technology, but it was kind of cool because there was no vessel that they were transporting in. They literally walked on the pad and Star Trek style mm-hmm. would just beam out, and then you would see the little light just shoot off into the galaxy. Yeah, so absolutely unrealistic in this point of technology for us, but cool. It was, you know, yeah. who knows, aliens, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. So, well, I mean, I guess, excuse me, for being secretive, it makes more sense than, like, big big spaceships landing and taking uh, off. And, that's a good point, yeah. I mean, in that regard, whether it's, it's not. got to get one there first, though. they got to get a teleporter there. But once they do, yeah, what a great way to just bring people in. Underground, in and out. Yeah. Popping in, popping out. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, and then uh, Tuxedo shows Roddy and Max where the master signal comes from. Uh, well, he shows them the, the television studio and says that the master signal is up on the roof mm-hmm. at the television station, Channel 54, wherever it was through the whole movie. Um, Tuck says that it's, Tuxedo says that it's, it's all business, that the aliens own everything. There's no country. It's an apocalypse that no one is aware of. Does the Tux guy actually say No, I'm saying that. Oh. I'm throwing it in there. Yeah. But yeah, really, I mean, it's a secret apocalypse. Yeah, it's a secret apocalypse. Yeah. So, so then Roddy and Max decide to raid the TV studio and they kill all the Skeletors that they can find, but only Skeletors because they leave all the people mm-hmm. alone. So um, again, it's very precise, specific aim. So I'm saying they're both Vietnam vets. Well, they grab the M16s off the because there's the two security guards that are Skeletors. They kill them. <laughs> that was great. They say. Do you have your clearance passes? And here's my clearance yeah, pass. Yeah, that's a good Hollywood <clears throat> scene right there. And you see that Max had like a look like a Sig. Yeah, yeah, with, with like a compensator, compensator yeah. type thing on the front. Yeah. So it was a big thing back then. It was a fancy shit to have a compensator on your gun, even though it does next to nothing. It looks cool unless you're shooting like low, lower load. Uh, competition handgunning stuff where you're loading your own ammo, then it helps. But on real like normal hot loads, it really doesn't hardly do much. Well, you know, as you get older, your loads come in slower. <laughs> you got to compensate somehow. Yeah. Um, then it comes hot. Uh, so then we see uh, Roddy and Max uh, like make it to the stairwell, and he shows them going floor to floor with their 80s M16s gunning down guards left and right. You know, say so they had the 20-round mag. In the rifle. Yeah. I'm sorry. The well, two two thousand round mag in the right. Two thousand twenty rounder. <laughs> yeah, two thousand twenty rounder. Just shooting left and right, blasting right. guys. Um, they find Evil in, thank God, and they take her with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Evil in kills Max. Yeah, in a cool scene what? too. She just very very man gracefully even puts the gun to his head, and you just see a look of surprise in his face, and then. Cutscene and a bang. I mean, she is evil in, and uh, she's apparently one of them. So then they get to the roof, and uh, Roddy's got his pistol. He's going to shoot the satellite dish with his pistol. Yeah, and he can only see this like energy tube in there with the glasses on, or with the with his contacts. Well, he's got the contacts at that point, but you can tell because they're showing in black and white. So that energy tube thing must be hidden to the naked eye as their little secret signal. Right. Um, yeah. Evelyn then holds the gun on Roddy and says she killed Max. Two helicopters show up and tell him to drop the gun or they're going to shoot him. I, 
I don't get. Okay, here's the thing. I don't get why the helicopters gave him a warning. Why they didn't just come up and shoot him? Right. Why Evelyn? The very the few interactions they've had. Does she want to get boned by Roddy so bad she doesn't want to just shoot him? She wants I'm being serious. She she kind of almost sounds like she is trying to convert him. Actually, she is trying to convert him because she says just like just come along. back, come yeah. with me, come back inside, all this stuff. We can't fight him. Blah blah blah. Just basically tell him just go along. I think she does. I think she wants Roddy's Piper. I'm sure she... Listen, back then, every woman wanted Roddy's Piper. Good point. Maybe a few yeah. men. She's already been man... <laughs> what? No. She's already been manhandled by him, so she's like, oh, yeah. He can, man- yeah. He can manhandle want- me. Right. But my point is this. I, I guess they. D- this is my only complaint. They did not establish any type of conflict instilled in her by the, in- the, the few interactions that they've had. You know what I'm saying? Like... In the few, he kidnaps her. She cracks him with a bottle, and Superman throws him out the window. <laughs> he says, "Hey, sorry at the meeting." She says, "Sorry, I thought you were dead." And between that, she's like, "I'm gonna convert him." Like, I, I don't get like, oh. there's, you know, what I'm saying like, there's no like, like, what logic did she have thinking that that was a possibility? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. And I mean, her reasoning was probably that she wants Roddy's Piper and. <laughs> She sees him, obviously, as a very strong warrior because of what he's just accomplished. Fair enough, I agree. So she's thinking, great asset. I get, you know, I get to bring him home with me and get... uh, Piped. Yeah, get piped. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And he gets to be part of our side and one of our best, you know, whatever, fighters. So the fact of her thinking she could pull it off, yes, stupid, but... The, the logic behind it, yeah. I mean, he'd be a good asset to their, their side. I get I mean, he would be a good asset. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, that all I'm saying is what brought her to this point is, is you, know, I, you know what I'm saying? It's not like yeah. she knew him and I don't know. Right. It's like right. showing all this attachment to a guy she's only met twice. She's a redhead. <laughs> what have I always okay, said? Okay, fair enough. You're right. All right. That's the trump card. You she's got me. Ginger. You got me. Cannot understand them. Uh, Roddy then drops his gun, and then Roddy pulls that gun from his sleeve. Yep. And he shoots Evil in, and, and she, then he shoots the dish. She has the best death scene in movie history. <laughs> Did you notice the death scene? She literally, she's she's standing, what, I'm going to be a nerd, what would be like isosceles stance. Right. You know, holding the gun like this in front of her, talking to him. He shoots her, she just goes... <laughs> and just tips straight backwards. Like, her body posture does not change at all. It's literally like she's a plank, and she just goes, <laughs> and falls straight back. It's hilarious. And then, yeah, he shoots the uh, the dish, destroying the master signal, mm-hmm. which I have to applaud him. I understand he's Roddy Piper and one badass motherfucker, but the fact he's able to accomplish that with, like, a 25C camp, or the fuck that little 32, I mean, it's somewhere in that range. It's like a 25 to 32, possibly a 22. Uh, little piece of shit handgun. Yeah. Real potential jam fucking C camp I was going to say, it, was gonna say it's shit. lucky that it blew up on the first shot because it probably jammed right after that. <laughs> he, he probably would have been better off shooting her and then pulling the trigger and throwing it at the dish because it would have jammed, exploded, and taken the dish with a little more force than the bullet. Or take her gun. Or take her gun. Because, yeah, exactly. But, hey, I guess that's all it takes. Uh, so that's ha- not a very secure situation they have there because, let's be honest, the four, the that'd be like a bird flying into it. 
Yeah. So you're telling me that your master signal can be blown up by a bird flying into it? A rock. It? How about something, rock, yeah, something yeah. thrown hard at it? Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't even let the helicopters fly around that thing because dust could make the thing blow up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, Hollywood. Not every gun is some super badass right, round right. that destroys everything. Right. But that's all right. Just like not every hand grenade but has then, nuclear capabilities. But then the helicopters shoot Roddy. Yeah. And I will say, why Roddy? Why, Roddy? Why'd you go down like that? But if you notice, he flips <laughs> up the choppers. As he's, he's like, dying. and he flips them off. I'm like, fuck, I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it shows that he stops the secret blocking signal, and now people can see the aliens, because uh, it shows on TV they can see him. Mm-hmm. There's one in a bar that yeah. they can now see for what he really is. And he has no idea that they can see him, which he wouldn't. He's going along like everything's fine. He's watching the TV. The aliens appear. Everyone's watching the TV. The aliens appear on the TV. Everyone else in the bar is kind of freaking out. They look at him. He doesn't think anything of it. He's always been able to see things the way they are. Yeah, exactly. So to him, nothing has changed. So you get this alien in the bar just staring at the TV like, hey, guys. And they're looking at him like, what the fuck? Why is everybody looking at him? And this is the scene where the... Hey, Bob, can I get another beer? The tits are bouncing up on the the alien cock. They were. Yeah. They were. And then it cuts to the final scene that epic war battle where it's like you know they realize the aliens are here and uh no oh that's right they didn't yeah and the humans and aliens go head to head and part two part two they They live live still two (laughs) they still live they still live but we're killing them as fast as we can and then we cut to the credits yeah, um, there is no war John, scene. John, Literally, yeah, the, the gratuitous nudity was the final scene, and I, I think there's a good point to that. That has to be some sort of like Hollywood history right there, to put the gratuity, the gratuitous nudity as the final scene of a movie. I think it's his little poke at Hollywood. Yeah, I think you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. he's kind of poking at consumerism yeah. and things along Very the way. Very much is. So. Yeah. So. And then we start with more. Of the fucking terrible John oh, Carpenter music. It's, Listen. It's like some shitty half-ass blues music that he's trying to do. Burm, burm, burm. That's that's it. John. That's the three notes through the whole movie. Burm, burm, burm. John, you're not listening to this. <laughs> you know, definitely you're a not. talented director. I love... I can't say I've seen everything that you've done. The Thing... Big Trouble in China, this, yeah, uh, the other most, movie that we did. We G- great. Gr- what other movie did we do? I don't remember. I have to look at the list. <laughs> anyway, but, we'll look later. <laughs> but t- listen, all I'm saying is this. Great director. Mm-hmm. I, I love his style. Great director. Terrible fucking musician. Yeah. Stick to movie directing. Stick to your strengths. <laughs> Yes, that's all I'm asking. Stick to your strengths. Anyway, all right. Well, that yeah, yeah. That's the credits. End credits. All right, and then uh, what did we do? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm you have lie. to know now. No, I don't <laughs> fucking know. Someone, our, our one fan who probably pays attention. They're like, they're screaming it right now. It was this movie, you fucking idiots. Uh, I don't see it's it. weird how you can how it's our show and we can forget this shit. You've already brought up a few of them where you'll say, "Oh, and this one from episode three, and I'm like, "We did that movie." And you're oh, like, yes, it was uh, oh, it was uh, Joker's Wild. Um, it was uh, Escape from New York. Oh, that's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah, good movie. Shitty fucking music. Yeah, 
and guns with seven million rounds. That yes, seems and to guns. Be, that's another one of his trade with seven million rounds. Uh, so then we move on to uh, enemy strengths. Um, they're hidden. They're hidden. Huge strength. Yeah. And they're humanoid, so that helps even more because mm-hmm. they can just. They're not blobby things. Right. Not they fit tentacles. right into our society. Yeah. And all you have to do is put a very loose veil over them and boom, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So they're hidden. Um, they obviously have alien technology. They get the little wrist, the, the, the magical Rolex, as you call it. Yeah. like They can disappear. They can communicate with each other. But realistically, I mean, I just thought of this. They really don't have extra strength otherwise. They have their technology, the mm-hmm. ability to hide, the fact that they're, you know, behind the scenes running our society and have taken over without us knowing it. Other than that, other than the mind control, basically, they're not extra. They don't have extra human strength nope. or capabilities. Nope. It's not like they're, you know, any of that. I mean, they're just just as they're just an average humanoid. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're bipedal with the same strengths and weaknesses that an average human has. Exactly. The only thing they would have is, besides what we said, is I would say, um, I would assume uh, advanced knowledge in a technological way because they built the wristwatches, the signal devices, the gravitational teleport or whatever. They can go from planet to planet, so they they have advanced knowledge. But they don't. They don't use. Now, either they don't have them. They don't have like ray guns, or they don't right. bring them because they, they, they want to blend in. So yeah, I, I can see that. I was just going to say that they don't even use alien technology weapons. They mm-hmm. use human weapons. Yeah, use human firearms. But you're right. It might be because okay, hey, that cop has a really weird gun that just disintegrated that other person. Something's up here. Right. Yeah. Other than that, but do you think when it comes to like kind of uh, the situation where they're taking down the resistance headquarters. Bring your fucking ray guns to that. You would think. You're supposedly going to kill all the people who already know you're aliens. So bring your A... A team. Bring your A game. Bring your best shit. Even if they don't have, like, ray guns, if they have, like, you know, double barrel Gatlin gun that, like, you know what I mean? Like, type of two barrels with Gatlin barrels and then zipping all these rounds, you would think. Something better. But I guess not. Hey... You know what? You can mind control people, and you can hide your existence, and you can gravitation well, but you know what comes what? America knows how to make guns and kill. You don't. Fuck you, aliens. <laughs> and you're using our guns. Cause yeah, because you, know. you know. We're better at it. We're better at it. <laughs> Fuck you. And we have Roddy Piper, or we had. We, God rest we his soul. We had. God rest his soul, yeah. 61 years old. Damn. God bless him. And then weaknesses we kind of covered at the same time. They're, they're, they're meat bags just like us. You can yep. shoot them and stab them and... Throw them off things and whatever, and they'll die just like a regular human. Clothesline them. Clo- clothesline them. Let it kill them, but it'll knock them the fuck out. <laughs> I wouldn't get up after a Roddy Piper clothesline and be like, you know what? <laughs> fuck. No, back in the day, man. He fucking. Um, so then we move on to our survival basics air, water, food, shelter. Three minutes Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine because it has to be. Because now, they're keeping us in this, this state of control, so it all has to be fine. Unless there's something in those things that is helping them control us, but they don't mention that. That Well, but when he goes into the... That's what I'm wondering. When he goes into the grocery store, the supermarket, the labels say something different. Okay. Some say sleep, so... So you're thinking that there are some additives, maybe, that are helping with... I mean, it makes sense. 
I don't. I think that there's nothing wrong with it in a you're going to die type of right. situation. But I wonder if there's something added. I'm not even saying the air, but possibly the food and the water, maybe the air, to I guess having a, um, a calming effect, yeah, kind of a effect to a help lulling them effect. Control exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can see that. It makes perfect sense. They don't really mention it outright, but there is. There's a lot of subtext. That's in this only movie. possibility. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, okay. but we don't know if it works because we never see Roddy eat, except for the, at the very beginning. Yeah, he has that one plate of food Yeah, at the second shelter place. Yeah, yeah and that's it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's pretty funny. No, no, we do. We see him drink beer. That's the only other thing he consumes is mm. he drinks beer. Mm, okay. Yeah. Shelter. As long as you're not a hobo. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. You... Shelter would be, I think, you know, you, I don't think you want to hunker down for this one. You got to take the fight to them. Yeah, you kind of do. Preferably with some catchy one-liners. <laughs> and as much as you can throw in there about bubblegum, the better. Bubblegum, <laughs> kicking ass, yep. you know, don't liking tattletales, you're fuck ugly. <laughs> you look like you're, you're, what, your Formaldehyde face. Or did he say something, did somebody say something about your face was too long and was, Cheese dip, or oh yeah, it looks like you're f- in a fondue pot or something. Face fell in the cheese dip back in 1954 <laughs> or, or, or something. something. I mean, what the? Oh man! There's, oh god, it was. There's some good lines in this movie. It's but, worth watching just for the one-liners in this yes. movie. Once you get past, and I say past, but once you get to the point where he's got the glasses on, and nothing for being was bad. Once you get there, it's fucking just one-liners and action, basically. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Awesome movie. Uh, weapons, obviously, they're all on the table. Yep. No alien weapons, no... no. It's all human weapons. Yeah. All human weapons, and they work. Yeah. So, yeah, use them. Uh, it's the 80s, so next unlimited, you know, high, 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 high capacity back. <laughs> now, these are the... I think... Now, listen, I'm not... I'm not getting political. I'm not diving down that road, but there is, you know, gun control. There's talk. They always talk about certain weapons and high-capacity magazines. I think they're talking about these type of weapons. <laughs> they totally are. Which can kill 800 aliens in a magazine of 2,000 rounds. That's probably what they're after. Yeah, that's why, and that's why they don't want us to have them. Exactly. Because yeah. then we can fight their control. Exactly. Uh, interesting. Mm. The aliens are There you go. Um, but for weapons, I think, you know, good, a good solid double shotgun because you think, you know, two uh, two chambers, so that's about 40 rounds each side, <laughs> spread, um, probably everybody in the room. 40 um, rounds each side without even having to break it open. Exactly. Yeah, it's everybody in the room yeah. from, that's in front of it, basically, yep. kind of like a Claymore type of thing, just all this shrapnel. Yep. Like if the A-team would have been, you know, Roddy would have had that double barrel, sawed off Mad Max style, pulled the trigger, half the A-team gone. Yeah, just right there. everyone dead. Mm-hmm. All yeah. at once. So, um, anything, yeah. Weapons yeah. is just your basic kit. I mean, we have we both have our basic kit that we take yes. for, you know, the AR pistol of choice for each of us. Shy, I, I like to have a shoddy in there if possible. Um, God, it's been a long time since so we talked about our regular kits. I mean, he had he uses a shoddy that he's got that uh, with the, com- with the <laughs> compensator on the front, the police shotgun that he gets. Remember at the beginning, 
Did it? Had some type of muzzle brake on it or something. Oh. It was like a 12-round tube because he kept shooting all those yeah. <laughs> people. He had a lot of rounds in it, but that's average. Which, what happened? He, he ditched that. Did he ditch it when he took her hostage? Is that what happened? Because he never saw it again. I don't remember him losing it. He, he you sh- know what? He, they don't really show. He, he points it at the cop, tells, tells him, him to drop his gun and take feet. off, beat feet. And then the next time you see him, he encounters... Meg Foster in the garage, and he just has his pistol because he he grabs her from behind and puts his pistol up to her. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where the shotgun went. I don't Maybe know. it actually ran out of ammo and he ditched it. But they can't show that because they cannot show that a weapon runs out of ammo. Just like they actually don't show him ditch the MP5. Come to f- come to realize he shoots all the rounds, and then they cut to him falling through the ceiling and he doesn't have it anymore. Oh, that's true. They're not allowed to show the guns run out of ammo. And Max, it must be a Hollywood thing. Max has an Uzi, or I can't remember what time. He had a machine-type gun, too, in the, in the alley. He was shooting back at the bad he guys. He did. And then he jumps through the hole, and he's got his SIG. That's yeah. it. Both just have their pistols. Yeah, they're not allowed to show them put down. I don't, yeah, I don't know. guns away. <laughs> I don't know. Miscellaneous? Anything miscellaneous you would take? Nothing, there is no, like, special thing that works against them, like we sometimes have. Or, or, or it would help you? Anything you think that would help you? Obviously, the, the glasses, something to take the filter away. I think um, what you need is either one of those sports bands to put the glasses so that they don't fall off okay. when you're rolling around. Or, right. or you go with those libra- librarian chains so that you can take them <laughs> off and dangle them. <laughs> Because you don't lose them. No. They're and the most you, important asset. Until yeah. you get the contact, they're the most important asset you have. Right. And sometimes you got to take a break from them. you got to take a break. knife out of your skull. And look what happened when he took a break and he left them in uh, Evil Ends. And he had to go back and... Get in a fight with Keith mm-hmm, David. Mm-hmm. Get his ass kicked. Exactly. He just kept the sunglasses and been fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, I love the fight scene. Keith David could have bulked up a little bit. I mean, I'm just saying that. You know, I think Roddy Piper would have... Not taking as long, really, to kick his ass. But yeah, it's a great fight scene. Great fight scene. Still a good fight scene. Um, I have. So I I I had another top tip down here. Uh, I've, speaking of miscellaneous stuff, um, they do that. They they do this a lot in this movie, and I like it. I appreciate it. Pick up bad guys' weapons and ammo. He does it almost every single time. <clears throat> he kills the cops, takes both of their pistols, and the shotgun out of the car, and the gun belt. That's great. Where'd the gun belt go, too? Uh, he ditched that about the same time because he still had it on when he told the cops beat feet. to beat feet. He yeah. still had the gun belt, too. He ditched it somewhere in between there. Which he, uh, Might be a cut scene. Might have been. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, pick up your bad guy's weapons. If you and, and even putting this into real life, I mean, we always have a defensive pistol on us. So let's say you're getting into a situation. A, pinst- a pistol is a defensive weapon. That's That's, I mean... Especially by military standards, that's what it's meant to be. It's a defensive weapon. It's not an offensive weapon. So, your pistol, let's say you encounter something where there are multiple bad guys. You kill one of them. Don't still just keep trying to run your pistol if you can. Get what he had. Which brings up another tip of know how to use multiple weapons. Know how to operate different different uh, weapon platforms. Don't be a strictly AR guy and that's all you can do and then... Bad guy drops an AK and you pick it up and go, I don't fucking even know how to chamber this. Right. Know, know how to use different weapons. Yeah. And pick up your bad guy's weapons and ammunition as well. You kill a bad guy and he's got a mag laying next to him or on his person, take mm. his mags too. 
I mean, if you're going into a real fucking fight, and we're talking apocalyptic here, so obviously in the real world today, hopefully this would never happen. But you've really walked into a shitstorm if you're having to kill bad guys and pick up weapons and multiple and ammo. But whatever, it could happen. Red Dawn, you, they, they confiscate all the... What, yeah, apocalyptic, though. Right, right, right. right. So, say, speaking of this in apocalyptic sense, yeah, you kill a bad guy, take what he has. That's one of my tips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. It's a category I added. I added another category, too. So, what do you think about that? Um, hey, <laughs> add away. Add I away. added a how I would survive this apocalypse How would category. you survive? Uh... He had the advantage of stealth. He had the advantage of stealth in the beginning, albeit he's going to be really fucking freaked out at first. So his uh, basically his outbreak in the in the grocery store formaldehyde face that one I can see that. But once you fucking start getting your shit together and realizing, okay, for the most part I can see them, but they don't know I can. Use that stealth. I would use that. That that is a huge advantage, especially when they get the contact lenses. Now he has the contact lenses. Why go in there, guns blazing, fucking, you know, all out? When they land and that, and they realize they're within the confines of the base, and they got the bearded drunk guy leading them around. Play it cool. Oh yeah, yeah, man, I got converted over. I'm one of you now, and just play cool. Get into the inner, the inner circles of this. Fight it from the inside. That's how I would fight this one. I wouldn't have just been like starting to shoot shoot everybody up because now they know who you are and they're trying to kill you. That is a huge advantage to have that stealth. So you're saying you would have employed the stealth, let them think that you were brought in in one of them, and then uh, through what committees and bylaws change the <laughs> change the rules and uh, get the you know the aliens to uh, uh, change their ways. <laughs> no, I would not try to get them to change their ways. But put it this way, kind of sound like what you're saying. No, 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 no. Infiltrate. I'm <laughs> quietly infiltrate because how much easier would it have been if you would have said i'd like to amend the rule about uh you know uh, about world about world Earth domination yeah. perhaps you know we can uh, reduce the greenhouse gases by 12 percent this year and <laughs> i think over the next 10 years we can have it where we're not completely uh, overlords and uh, the humans have some autonomy oh my god <laughs> you sound like a fucking politician uh no but it, if he would have just kind of more integrated into them and quietly infiltrated Put on a fucking business suit, you know, hook up with Meg Foster. In a couple days, he could have just walked up to the roof without anybody even saying anything to him. Be like, all right, I'm going to plant this bomb. Then I'm going to walk away and nobody's shooting at me and nobody wants to kill me because nobody knows that I'm fucking here. Because they don't care because they think I'm one of them. He's Roddy fucking Piper. Piper. Yes, exactly. He's not going to do that. Roddy fucking Piper. And he's going to do it Roddy fucking Piper's way. Rowdy Roddy fucking Piper. Yeah, I know. Ain't going to happen. But that's how I would do it. Oh, okay. Except for I think the freak out in the supermarket, in all opinion, I think they identified him. I think that was going to not. If he wouldn't have done that, he could have, in theory, walked around Mm -hmm. with sunglasses on and nobody would have known that he knew. Yeah. I agree. So, or less, like you know, well, he's got sunglasses and people with sunglasses can see, but he's acting normal. He's not looking at me weird. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, the first guy that he encounters that he sees as an alien is that old man at the newspaper stand. He just looks at him like, What are you looking at? What's yeah, what at are you me? looking at? What are you saying? And he even, he gets in his car to drive away and he kind of looks back at Roddy like, mm, It's weird, but whatever. Some weirdo on the street. Yeah, and then guy. he just drives away. Uh, rate it. One to ten. 
this one specifically. God. Aliens living among us. Filtering us to as cool as I think it all is, it's really not probably very possible. Like a four, even an eight. <laughs> well, now hold on, hold on. This exact scenario, no. Uh, Although I do want to run in and say I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. I'm a lot of bubble gum. Who doesn't? Yeah, I would just find a situation to say that in. But uh, no. But I'm, what I'm saying is that an alien race, instead of just coming in and strong arming us subversively blending in not blending in but behind the I'm not saying they have to be like hidden in plain sight like they are but behind the scenes pulling the strings to control society that that part I find highly likely but that's just me it, it would be a, a highly intelligent oh, way yeah God. it would be a highly intelligent way to take over our planet without resistance because yeah. any I mean unless it's an alien race that is Unless it's an alien race that is greatly superior to us with their weapons, they wouldn't want to fight us. Exactly, that's what I mean. If they have super weapons, then they would. But uh, yeah. But uh, all right. Well, next episode, Z. We're on to letter Z. I can't think of any apocalypses. We'll have to work hard and try to find something (laughs) to meet the let the to meet the letter Z. I can't think of anything. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. Until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank, and enjoy the apocalypse.